0: The whole world knows his name and denies him just the same. It's Rhyme and Reason 328.
1: There's a rhyme and reason for your life. There's a rhyme and reason why you're
0: here. Your hey there, Tony here. How's it going? We're, uh, let's see, a little over past halfway in December. Closing in on Christmas of 2019. And I mentioned before in another episode that this is the last year of this decade of the teens, the 20-teens. It seems so weird to think that we've already done this many years into the 21st century. It's just so weird. But anyway, I know that a lot of you are out there experiencing some cold weather and some shopping and some, you know, all that kind of stuff that's going on. We've had some... Seriously cold weather here in the shade of Pikes Peak, but today was very nice. Got up to 50, and when you've had, uh, you know, single digits at night, 50 degrees feels downright warm, so it felt great today. And getting back to what I was talking about at the beginning, at the opening, you heard me say, the whole world knows his name and denies him just the same. So who am I talking about? No, I'm not talking about Trump. (laughs) I'm not talking about anybody like that. You know, you know who I'm talking about. The one who we are celebrating his birthday, even though it's not actually his birthday, but we're celebrating his birthday next week. And it was about mm, about 2,000 years ago. A little baby was born. Now, you know, a lot of babies were born back then, but there was only one of them who was THE baby. No one these days would even know who he was if he was just another baby. And yet, the whole world knows his name, at least in one form or another. Matter of fact, even our calendar pays respects to his life. So what in the world did he do? It made him so famous. Well, even though he's famous, and a lot of things revolve around him, and even though the whole world knows his name, pretty much most still hate or ignore him. Even though we've got all this big going on right now, With Christmas, you'll see that most people don't connect what's going on with who I'm talking about. But before I reveal who it is, I'll tell you that he was the most original and creative inventor who ever lived or ever will live. Oh yeah, you say? What did he invent? Well, look in the mirror. Or, you know, take a selfie and look at that. Yeah, that's right. He invented you. He invented you and in me, and you might be amazed at how many people respond to that claim by saying his name. <laughs> he invented you. Now, they're going to respond to that, like I said, saying his name. But they're just going to use a vain exclamation. They don't even realize the depth of the importance when they say it. But they say it, and they often are using it in a way they shouldn't use it. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, even the tonation, even the the inflection that you can use, you can turn that into something that most people would relate to because it would be, like to them, almost a curse word. Or you could say, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's him. The greatest, most original, incredible, and loving inventor who ever lived. Because he spoke and breathed his creations into existence. Try doing that with your brilliant ideas. I bet you can't do it. The most you and I can do is basically just manifest our ideas into existence using materials that already exist. And that's awesome. You know, it's a beautiful thing to witness. But it's not even worthy to be compared to speaking and breathing material objects into existence from nothing other than your thoughts. And it's so weird. Most of the world hates him. Even, even though we're here because of him, they hate him because they're not him. Now, I hope you're not like most of the world. But, you know, since I don't know who might be listening to this, I'll give you the benefit of my doubt. And, the, and that benefit is to point you to him and to let you know that whether you believe and trust in Him or not, you will see Him one day. You will. It's not an if, You not a might. You will. Because your body isn't eternal. Not even if you spend hours at the gym every week. You know, a lot of people do that. Bible talks about bodily exercise profits a little. And it's good, you know, but it's not going to keep you from dying. If you want a new body and you want to live forever... In a place that beats anything this old planet has, you've got a serious decision to make. I'm going to play this song and let you think about that, and I'll be right back.
1: God looked down on me He knew I was wrong You served my position I held for so long Yeah, he just took over Where my brain left off He knew it was risky He knew they'd all scoff Sometimes I'm so stupid And so often blind Great reason for feelings Mistakes underlined And so again I behold the outer man Through God's condescending attitude I defer to the perfect architect and this consequential servitude. He spirals his thoughts through my barricade. He knows I am feeble. That hands me his blade He tells me to rise up From my phoenix blight He builds me a fortress Of conquering light When my clay is brittle And crumbles to sand I long to be putty In my master's hand And then I can Behold the inner man Through God's come Attitude. Because He chose me as His dwelling place, I choose this consequential servitude. There were no incantations, no hallelujah chorus. He just commanded his spirit Relinquished his position Succumbed to his detractors Withstood an inquisition And then he died A death that was for us God looked down on me He knew I was served my position I held for so long Yeah, he just took over Where my brain left off He knew it was risky He knew they'd all scoff When my clay is brittle And crumbles to sand I long to be buddy In my master's hand And then I can Behold the inner man Through God's condescending attitude Because He chose me as His dwelling place I choose this consequential servitude
0: And what I'm talking about there, consequential servitude, that was um, a term that just popped into my head one time years ago when I was uh, coming up with that song. And it has everything to do with when you choose to serve God, there are consequences. And there are consequences of choosing, as a matter of fact. There are consequences of who we can choose. There are lots of consequences. And servitude is one of those. If you choose to acknowledge there is a God and you're not Him and He wants you to serve Him, not as you think of serving some ruthless king like you'll see in the old Roman movies or something like that. Not like that. But to acknowledge and to say, You're the one true, living, loving God. I wouldn't even be here if I was you. You're going to serve because you're not God. But that's okay. He loves you. He came, and He served. He was an example to us. And so we serve, you know? That's one of the consequences of choosing to acknowledge that God is real, He exists, and that He died for us, and He rose again to show us that we can have eternal life. But don't take my word for it, okay? what do I know? I'm just a boomer with an ax to grind, right? Or maybe I care about your soul even more than you do. Maybe there's that. If you want to check some things out that I've done on uh, topics about this, go to TonyFunderburk.com. And as always, I want to remind you that there is a rhyme and reason to life because God made you. There's
1: a rhyme and reason.